We are Wrestling Elitist. I am your co-host, Chris Scott Moore, joined as always with Sean Shingo Nash and Alex Zach Allen Gibson. What's up? <laughs> That's great. That's great. Did you just call me Zach Gowan? Maybe. Did I mispronounce it too? Well, no, just the one-legged wonder. He's not even in this. Hey, it's a Johnny Laurinaitis special. I just have to dismiss this top of the mind. I got to bring it up. All right, so welcome to this very special bonus episode where we're going to talk about Forbidden Door, the pay-per-view Ooh. that just isn't quite there. You'll kind of get our opinion on it as we go through the show. Um, before we talk in, about the show itself, just want to uh, remind everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you hear, subscribe via iTunes or Spotify. Hell, give us a five-star review as well and share it amongst your friends that are fans of wrestling. Also visit our website at wrestlingelitist.com. We had one of our biggest weeks ever. We had uh, a post of mine uh, that was uh, on Scott Keefe's blog of doom, actually. So we got a lot of extra, extra play, extra views. So please make sure that you check out our website and also check out Sean's article on Dominion that just happened a week ago. And of course you can check us on our outstanding social media platform that's right on instagram and on twitter at wrestling elitist podcast okay boys forbidden door Woo! we're here it's here <laughs> it's here yep so i think everyone is in unison and saying that it's a little bit underwhelming in terms of the build to it but the show's probably going to be very 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 good yeah i i, I feel like uh I feel like I got way more excited about it yesterday, but at the end of the day, it's still a little bit disappointing in terms of how the build has been. And also to think, and we could talk about it more once we actually get into it, but thinking about the IWGP title match basically was based off of Jay White telling two of the three people he's facing that they're not worthy of facing him. And then they end up being the person that faces them. A couple of different things like that, that I kind of take a little bit of trouble with. But overall, I think it's still going to be a great card. It's just not going to have the heat and the enjoyment from a story perspective that it really could have had. Yeah, some some excitement with the uh, match announcements, but uh, some kind of expected outcomes, I think, that are a little obvious to see. So, yeah, it'll be fun. But it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be a fun show. And, and they're lucky that it's in Chicago. I think that's a very forgiving audience yeah. that's going to be excited totally. for everything they do. Even though there's no punk, I think the crowd's going to be into it. Nevertheless, okay, so let's run down this bad boy. We'll start with the buy-in. As it stands right now, it's uh, Max Caster and those ass boys against the New Japan Dojo. I think this match, what I'm looking forward to most is Max Caster's freestyle rap before the match starts. <laughs> yeah. And just seeing mm-hmm. uh, Billy Ass's, uh, his whatever it is he he does to show his disappointment in his sons. I think it'll be a decent match. We got to see some of the Dojo boys when we were in Dallas for WrestleMania. I think that they're they're talented, but they're also kind of all lacking the character that you see in other promotions. So yeah. hoping in this one we just get an enjoyable match and... I'm going to go with uh, Max Caster and the Gun Club going over on this one. Yeah, it's a very stark contrast in pro wrestling and then comedy and, and style into it all. Uh, it'll be cool to see Yuya Yumanora again once we saw him in um, mm-hmm. Bloodsport. That'll be fun. Uh, I, I agree. Gun Club and uh, Max Caster have to win. I'm going to go with Gun Club and Max Caster as well. 
Alrighty, moving on. <laughs> the next match we have. <laughs> well, I mean, good God. Uh, the next match we have Chris Jericho, Sammy, and Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shuta. Yes, one of many uh, first of the well, the first of many kind of multi man matches, multi man mm-hmm. tags. Don't really understand why Suzuki is shoehorned in here with uh, Jericho and Guevara, other than the fact that you want to get Monorio on the card and honestly could be there to eat a pin if that team is the one that loses. Uh, although I actually do see Jericho's team winning going into yeah. Blood and Guts because I believe that Eddie Kingston's team will then be winning at Blood and Guts. So I will uh, I'll lock that in and I'll just for interest sake, I'll say that I think uh, I think Shooter takes the pin there. Totally agree. This finally gives Minoru Suzuki one uh, a win on U.S. television or pay-per-view. So it's going to be Jericho and Sammy Suzuki. Yeah, I'm going to go with them as well. I'm I'm assuming, too, that maybe Suzuki goes over Wheeler Yuta just to set up a match with them down the line. Maybe that could be something where he gets his heat back at another week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not a lot of heat in this one, but it will be entertaining. It won't be bad at all. Okay, moving along, let's go into this next match that has a lot of people in it. Uh, the <laughs> Young Bucks, El Fantismo. I almost was going to say ukulele. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Ukulele, yeah. Versus Hikaleu. Hikaleu. Yeah, him. He's great. I love him. I'm not disrespectful at all. And then they're going to go up against dudes with attitudes. If that was ever a Sting 90s name, I don't know what is. That's perfect. Sting, Darby Allen, Shingo, and Hiromu. Hell yeah, brother. I love, I honestly, I liked the matchup as soon as I saw it, but then when I saw the name dudes with attitudes, I was all in on this. So, um, this is going to be a, (laughs) this is going to be a great match to throw back to what got, got AEW started. You know, how many people have made the whole claim of like, without us, there's no AEW during the, during this build with Jay White, the young bucks and others, but truly the young bucks in this type of a match is kind of the thing that really caught my attention when I first started watching new Japan. And I think it's going to be fast paced, enjoyable match. Uh, I said it in the group text yesterday, really glad to see that Darby Allen and Hiromu Takahashi are on the same team rather than facing each other because those two would uh, end Kill up each other. Yeah. Ending, would, yeah. ending somebody's career facing each other. I love Hiromu. Hope we're going to get to see Daryl on U S soil. I don't know what his contract status is, but I'm yeah. going dudes with attitudes for the win on this one. With a name like that, you can't lose. And yeah, Darby and Hiromu, two crazy asses in the ring together on the same side with doing some two-on-twos with the Young Bucks. It's going to be great things to see. The only thing I would have liked is put Naito in this match because his reaction to Sting and Darby's face paint would have just been hilarious. Yeah, and I would have liked to see um, Bullet Club maybe just versus Shingo and Hiromu and just doing that. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of talk, I'm sure, as we go on with the show today of like what could have been before injuries begot the card. But I would have liked to see that a little bit more. Maybe you put uh, Darby versus uh, uh, Naito, but maybe he's also injured, too, because everyone's fucking injured. So with this match, I'm going to go with the Bullet Club going over just to keep that brand stronger. Yeah, I just want to say, too, I am really happy to see that Shingo and Hiromu made it onto the card. I thought that. Going Definitely. into this week, I was like, those were two glaring people that were missing. And really, yeah. Hiromu in general, I feel like after his neck injury, I've just, I feel like he's fallen out, you know, because we had COVID and all of those things. 
I thought he was going to be the guy back in 2017, 18. And so I'm, I'm excited. I think if I look at, and we'll talk about it further, this card and people who I think maybe a casual hasn't seen before that they're going to be impressed with. Those are two guys that could definitely be a part of that, that conversation. Totally. Absolutely. I think he's going to stand out to uh, new Japan virgins. Okay. Speaking of guys that'll stick out against virgins, Zach Sabre jr. The greatest technical wrestler, perhaps in all of wrestling is going up against a mystery opponent. Who's going to be the newest member of the Blackpool combat club. Yes. Uh, who do you uh, think is going to be the mystery guy? So mystery guy, based on the fact that they're book billing this as a new member of the Blackpool combat club, you look at his, this person's, uh, relationship with Eddie Kingston in the past prior to signing with WWE. You look at uh, same thing with with uh, Danielson. Had to really struggle mm-hmm. to make sure I didn't break oh, the rule there. And, uh, it's bad and, some other, and you see some others there. It has to be Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Uh, the man formerly known as Cesaro. I feel like anything else would be a disappointment. Um, obviously, the first two people you think of would be him or Gargano because those are two people that have been free agents for a little bit of time and haven't signed anywhere yet. I think that if it's Gargano, it doesn't make sense for him to be in the Blackpool combat club. And then Chris, you had also mentioned another person, Jonathan Gresham that, uh, Oh, I, I, I like, <laughs> who was it? <laughs> I like, I like Gresham, but he would be disappointment for me in this, in this instance as well. And I don't really think he, despite him being a technical wrestler, I don't think he fits in on the Blackpool combat club side either. So, I'm going all in on Claudio, especially because this person will also be filling in for Danielson at Blood and Guts. And boy, would I love for it to be Claudio. And uh, by the way, who I see winning this one, this is one of the harder ones to choose because I do believe that Zack Sabre Jr. is the best technical wrestler in the world today. Uh, and, And I think if it was him versus Danielson, Danielson wins, though. In this instance, if you have a new debuting person, I don't know that you want them to take the loss but I also don't necessarily know that I see them losing to or them beating Zach. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with, with Zach Sabre Jr. Um, just to, just because that's what my heart said, as I said, the words. <laughs> great, great uh, strategy. Uh, I agree. It's going to be Claudio, formerly Cesaro um, for all the points he had. And I, I kind of can't see you, making him lose his first match and then going into blood and guts in Detroit next week. So I'm going to say he wins as well. Claudio is. I'm assuming it's going to be Claudio as well. Um, I think uh, Zack Sabre is going to win it though, because AEW sometimes doesn't care if a new person comes out and loses. Um, We saw what they've done with Johnny elite. I mean, he wasn't protected, so you never know. Uh, No, but I hope it's, um, Claudio, that, that 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 would be a very good debut, and that would be a good match. That doesn't feel like this is a shitty um, replacement, and it wouldn't be a buzzkill for the crowd. Would you be more upset if the debut was Gargano or Bray Wyatt? <laughs> oh, good God! Oh, I'd be so pissed if it was Bray Wyatt. That would shatter everything. Yeah, because especially if he like came in as a gimmick too like that would just <laughs> yeah. be so silly like started catch wrestling all of a sudden started to become yeah technical. what if that's yeah what if that's his gimmick is like <laughs> matt wrestling but he yeah, has but like he's a like, sunken head too or like he's like 
<laughs> yeah, he's been uh he's like the reincarnated version of like a Greco Roman wrestler from like the fifteen hundreds. Wisdom Strangler Rotundo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um I, I, I do think there stands a chance of Gresham being in this, but I don't know. I mean I, I guess Claudio. I did get a feeling that at one point when they did the big who 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 that it was gonna be uh What's his nuts with the fingers? Who got kind of banished from wrestling? Dikembe Mutombo. Who the no. fingers? Who was the new day? They did that. No, the with the, the the. No way, Jose. No. Wait, why are you doing the angels in the outfield? I see an angel. What is that? <laughs> he did like the didn't he? Do, the crowd would do it. The guy that got like banished F- and Fandango. No, not Fandango. He'd be great, but it's the guy that got like busted for. Like he like Marty Squirrel, that guy. Oh, he did this shit in a who, right? Yeah, he did. He did. Okay, for those no, not he watching did. at home, I was doing the Angels in the Outfield chant. Whoop, I was whoop. the yeah, he did. Whoop, whoop. That was his thing, not who. Oh, okay. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did the ICP call. This is Pat McAfee written all over it. This is just. <laughs> difference of generations fuck you oh i i'm gonna go listen to machine gun kevin so uh, my ass. <laughs> i will say that a uh, friend of the show anthony uh loyal listener texted me this week that his favorite part of every episode is when chris says something very boomerish so right. it's, it's hitting we need to hit that market you heard my feelings, we anthony. <laughs> and we're just coming at a time too where sean and alex both shave their face and they look so young and handsome and i look fucking old and grizzled and just tired and didn't sleep and someone has a lot of emotions going into this podcast today. duties and responsibilities thank you for calling us handsome yeah and young it's the one time you'll ever get it okay moving along <laughs> uh, okay fdr talk about some handsome men those motherfuckers right there mm-hmm. fdr going up against united empire also going up against rapungi vice the ring of honor and iwgp tag team champions all up for grabs in this one Best tag team in the world, FTR, winning it. No questions asked. Next question. Yeah. I. Th- the only thing that kind of stumped me was why do you put the IWGP titles back and forth on United Empire? But I just don't see how you can make FTR lose. And I would love to see FTR have a reason to go to Japan. So simple as that. Yeah, going with FTR as well. And uh, I think it's going to build to the matchup with the young box and maybe they do that at all out for all the belts. Alrighty. Let's move along for the non-existent physically, uh, United States heavyweight championship. Will Osprey versus orange Cassidy. Will he have the belt and who will win this match? I'll go ahead and say that he won't have the belt and he, and the winner will be will Osprey. I think this is one of the matchups that, I'm probably least excited about. I think it'll be good. Don't get me wrong. I think it'll actually be a solid match. Orange Cassidy always tends to shine through in these, even when you're like, why does he have have this spot? Yeah. And and luckily we've also, I mean, not to say luckily that he was hurt, but luckily we've gotten a little bit of a break from Orange Cassidy <laughs> yeah, recently. Yeah. So, it, so it doesn't feel so repeated. And I, I do think that Osprey can do well playing that heel that's really annoyed with his antics and everything like that. Similar to when they, it was Pac versus Orange Cassidy at Revolution 2020. I think yeah. that I think it'll still be a good match. I just after seeing Osprey versus 
Dax, you know, two weeks ago now, I, I'm just not as excited about it being Orange Cassidy now. Oh, I sure. more and more mm-hmm. want it to be, you know, a Phoenix or uh, Andrade or hell, I don't, you know, even Hook. Somebody, somebody more exciting yeah, that, than Orange yeah. Cassidy here. Yeah. But uh, it, it'll still be good. But Will Ospreay's getting the win. Yeah, uh, this was my cringe this week on the the normal podcast, so can't change that. Uh, it, the three way tag match that they had that was fun. Uh, there were some good spots, but I don't need to see it again. I don't want to see it on the the dream pay per view. We're gonna have dream matches, and I kind of wonder too. Does Juice kind of come out involved in and get involvement into this? Does there add another triple threat to the whole pay per view? I don't know if he's even able to with his. I don't know why he had to kind of surrender the belt. Um, he was injured. It's kind of more medical than like physical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I hopefully they get the title for him, but uh, obviously will Ospreys winning this. I mean, they should get the title because now they're back in the States. They should physically have it, but who knows? Um, I would say will Osprey wins this as well. I would have liked to see um, Pac here, especially if they knew they were going to do a four way with the main event. You just don't need to see two four ways. Don't get me wrong. I love uh, Pac in that four way match for the all Atlantic title, but he's not going to win that match. So you might as well just have him do the honors against Osprey. That might be my prediction though. We'll see. Okay. Moving along. Let's go into that match. I thought there was another match between in between. I'm so sorry. That was perfect transition. Yeah, it was a perfect transition. I ruined it. Okay. Well, the next match is going to be for the all Atlantic championship. All those countries represented touching the Atlantic ocean. (laughs) (laughs) We have Pac versus Miro versus Ishii versus Malachi Black. First of all, I just want to state how beautiful that title is. It looks great. But uh, this one I'm struggling with. I think that um, I, I'm going to say I don't think Ishii wins. I could see Miro winning it because he had such a great TNT title run and he is back and uh, as mad at God as ever. <laughs> and then I also, there's a part of me that thinks that Pac deserves some sort of a title run at this point. He was one of the first names to come to AEW, kind of that first big name that wasn't just an indie guy. It was somebody who had the WWE experience and a little bit of that cachet. But I think I think it's time to to also put a title on Malachi Black. So I'm going to go Malachi Black on this one, but I really could feasibly see any of the AEW guys being the ones that win it. Um, I've, I've talked myself into Pac winning this match kind of gives some substance substance and reason to when he goes away for three months, maybe he, he does kind of defend it over there in some different promotions, opens up the, uh, more forbidden doors for them. And like Alex said, he, he deserves a a title run, not the, not the big belt, but the much smaller belts, um, and for a small guy. So that works perfectly. I would love Malachi black to win. I think he, he definitely deserves a title too, but, uh, so the TNT title on him soon. So, yeah, I mean, if if, if they're going to use this belt to tour and to be in other promotions around the country or, or around the globe, then I guess it would make sense for Pac to win it because he has always gone for some reason. But if it's to truly give someone a shine, I think Malachi Black needs it the most because of the Julia Hart nonsense and 
he got a little bit cold with Cody and he hasn't quite come up to his heat level that he had when he first debuted and the crowd could easily get back behind him if he's wrestling on a consistent basis and not doing spooky time. So let's go with Malachi Black. Fuck it. Okay, now moving along, we have the AEW Women's Championship, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm and her hip move. That's going to be insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually kind of sad that this is happening so early in uh-huh. Thunder Rosa's title reign because I yeah. don't really think Thunder Rosa, if she loses now, it's a pretty forgettable reign. I think the biggest story of it is the Marina Shafir match at this point, right? Yep. Yep. So there's that piece of it, but also Tony, I think, is much better than what she's been. Thunder Rosa, I think when she first came over from NWA was great. And then I just she's kind of lost something about it. I don't know if it's almost like that complacency that now she's an AEW full timer and she doesn't have that same hunger or something, but she just hasn't been nearly as impressive. But Tony Storm, I think, is it's the same concern you would have if uh you know, the rumors of Sasha being released and potentially coming over to AEW are true. Sasha automatically shines over everybody, even Britt Baker. And I think Tony Storm has kind of come in and done that. And she's lost a couple of matches already. I'm going to go actually with a title change here. I'm going to say Tony Storm wins this. I think that, I think that especially after the Marina Shafir stuff, like they kind of need to give a reset to this title. Yep, I agree. I think Tony Storm wins. I I've not been a fan of the the Thunder Rosa title reign thus far, so it just feels like you got to get it off. Or it's like you said, it can be uh, kind of forgettable of a reign. So put it Tony Storm, put it on the the hot talent right now, and and run with it. I'm going to go with Tony Storm as well. I think uh, she'll win because she needs it the most, and maybe this is a receipt for whatever was going on with Thunder Rosa, or maybe she is indeed just seriously was injured and just was so in her head like a gymnast or something, and just that's why everything was messed up for a while. It's just really in her head and uh, you know trying to heal with whatever injuries or things that are in her in her mind. But uh, I think it's time to give it to Tony just because she needs a little shine. Yeah, and I will say also I know that – supposedly stardom really wants to work with AEW and wanted to be a part of forbidden door, but unfortunately they have a, one of their larger shows of the year happening on the same day. So that's why they weren't able to align with, with forbidden door. So that's why it's a normal, just two AEW women, but Tony storm is a stardom trainee and she has, I believe has intentions of going back to stardom with her AEW contract. So I think that that also kind of helps with that bridge. Sweet. Okay, so here's a match that interesting road to get here. We have uh, Jay White defending the IWGP title against Okada, against Hangman Adam Page, and against Adam Cole Bebe. Weird, weird, weird to be in a match (laughs) where you feel like uh, where you feel like Adam Cole was thrown in it to eat a pin. And that's that's how I feel. I think he's going to be eating the pin from Jay White here. And I think Jay White's going to, you know, continue his reign that he just kind of, he just started about a a month or so ago. Not even right. Um, I I think it'll be, this will be a really good match, but it's just a shame. Like I said, at the top of this, the way that the build was and the way that it felt like it was Jay White telling two of the three competitors that they aren't worthy of being his competitor. And then they're in the match. And also the way it was sold was, I, I just, 
they overthought it, I think, in terms of he yeah. was going to announce his who his opponent was, and then all of a sudden there was the fight, and Okada was there, and then all of a sudden it was a four-way fight. I thought originally it was just going to be White versus Okada, and they were just going to run that on Forbidden Door still, mm-hmm. um, which, to be honest, I'd probably prefer here. But yep. it's going to be – I know it's going to be a banger of a match still, and uh, I, I can't express how exciting it was to hear the coin drop yesterday on AEW television. Yeah, yeah see cool. our little sunflower, <laughs> world heavyweight champion of my heart. Uh, I love Okada and uh, would like to see him get the title back, but I think it's going to be Jay White pinning Adam Cole. I kind of had a similar thought, but uh, more of Adam Cole's about to win and takes a, a screw job off of Jay White and gets tossed out of the ring and Jay White pins Hangman for the win, keeps his title. It, it's been such a weird story. And then you have in, in the midst of it, the, the big title change with Jay White winning it at Dominion. So it's just... Where's it gone? Where's it been? And the whole you're not my part, you're not my opponents for Forbidden Door just all felt so weird. Yeah, I think this was at the mercy of the most of the card continuously changing based on injuries um, and not knowing who was going to face who. Part of me wonders if Okada wasn't figured in into the very last second and maybe he didn't come onto this card just because of all the injuries. That's almost what it feels like. But I don't know. Like I would just, man, if it was me, I would have just done a cot and hangman and do that. And then do Jay white and the bullet club versus Adam Cole and undisputed elite and just have that match. Isn't hmm. the best one, but I just, I don't know. That was, and there was rumors too, that like Kenny Omega perhaps was going to show up early and go against Jay white. And if that's the case, it's just so early with no build. And that's such a huge angle. Um, I'm guessing that, Jay White goes over Hangman to plant some sort of Kenny Omega seed, and maybe that impacts their friendship somehow or divide within the Bullet Club Undisputed Elite. I don't know. Um, eh, it's disappointing. I, I don't know. I just am not into this match really at all, and I love every performer in it, but uh, I don't remember a good New Japan four-way match. Like I can't think of one in the main event. Like they've done it with like the junior heavyweights at yeah, yeah at Wrestle Kingdom that one year, but I just don't recall them doing a good multi man main event. The last one that was outstanding was um Kenny, Cody, and Coda many years ago. But they just haven't done a multi man that looks good. So I hope it's not done in the NXT style where it's two guys sleeping on the outside at all times. If that's the case, it's really gonna make me disinterested. So I don't know. I guess I'll just go with Jay White. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bummer. And I think the, the, the good news on this is if if forbidden door does well and buys and everything like that, which it did good selling out, you know, in-person tickets is hopefully by the next time that there is one, we're going to have a lot of those dream matches are still on the table. And hopefully I, I think one thing that we see from Tony is he listens to criticisms I'm sure he's hearing the criticism on the build and the way that this went. And so hopefully with the next one, not being a surprise when they do a a second forbidden door and hopefully having some people back, you can have a much longer build and you can actually do this in a more organic way. Then this almost felt kind of like, um, you know, how, how WWE does hell in a cell every year. So then you know that there's going to be a hell in a cell match and you have to do that. 
that's kind of how Forbidden Door's booking has felt. Like it's just kind of like, well, we have yeah. to do this rather than it being there should have just been like an initial invasion or something that happened that kind of sparked yeah. the whole thing. But once again, I understand that they wanted to sell it a certain way for the first one. I hope on the second one, there's some lessons learned and it becomes a little bit more of a legitimate show that has legitimate feuds and, and legitimate heat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we can go into this now as opposed to going to the main event. I was going to say too, it's funny that there's no angle going into this. Thankfully though, at least there's no like heel person as new Japan's spokesperson. Like there's not, you know, um, Stephanie McMahon being the owner of ECW, like the invasion angle, there's not something like that going on. Um, that would be kind of silly, but it kind of makes it hard to say what's at stake. If there are so many frequent forbidden door matches just in general. So it kind mm-hmm. of like makes it seem even more thrown together. If you get them thrown together every week on not every week, but consistently yeah. on dynamite or rampage, it makes it seem a little bit less special for the show. Um, all right, let's go into the main event and then we'll talk some more stuff about the show itself. All right, let's go into the main event. The one that's been built for a long time, actually. Now, this one does have a lot of backstory. It's John Moxley versus Tanahashi for the interim AEW World Championship. Rumors are they're still standing in the middle of the ring, sta- staring at each other. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. That was so awkward. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the match, although I was not impressed with how Tanahashi was moving yesterday in the ring. He... He looked like yeah. he was doing an impression of Matt Hardy and was not pretty. Yeah. And so hopefully, hopefully uh, he does some DDP yoga between now and Sunday. And uh, I, I still think it'll be a good match. Great to see a high fly flow on AEW dynamite. Hopefully we get to see another one or two uh, tomorrow or not tomorrow, Sunday night. And uh, I think John Moxley has to win this. You, there's no way you're putting the title, even though it's the interim on Tanahashi. I just don't really foresee that happening. Um, so I'm going going Mox here with the win. Uh, I kind of have a tough time with it. I think I mean her, uh, Tanahashi was the the original plan for the whole thing with Punk. So unfortunately, we we come to this, but will be a great match. Um, I'm kind of just stumped on. I I kind of think you do have Tanahashi win, and then you eventually have that Punk Tanahashi match. But it's weird not having even an interim title on your show. Um. I'm just I'm I'm gonna go crazy and say Tanahashi wins this. You're damn right, that's crazy. You are crazy. You're nuts, and so am I. I'm going with Tanahashi too. Uh, I think they'll just do some sort of a swerve. There hasn't been any surprises yet you could foresee on the show, and maybe they really did want to run that Tanahashi CM Punk match. I don't know. Um, I think uh, Moxley's gonna get a good match out of him. He's on a roll right now where, where he could get a four-star match out of Zach Gowan even. Um, so I think that... Two times know, one show. Yeah, exactly. Just a lot of Zach references this week. Um, but no, I think John's going to have a good match with Tanahashi. But man, sometimes you're right. He can look like uh, broken down Matt Hardy. Or he can look like, dare I say it, Kurt Angle when he came back. Oh. Like there's just some he can just look pretty rough and I hope he's feeling better. But uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest Tanahashi fan, actually, just to be blunt with everyone here. on Go the Ace, team. go the Ace. Come on. Yeah, not at all. He's more of just a kind of like historic staple. Now it feels more than 
the, yeah, the better like wrestler that he used to be. He's 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 like a Triple H in the like 2010. Sure. It's just kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, I think the match will be good, but I don't know. I guess Tanahashi wins it. It doesn't make sense because he's doing the G1, but fuck it. Who knows? They got to make something to make this pay-per-view interesting or memorable. So um, talking about being memorable, what do you think is going to be the match of the night? I am going to have to go with the, oof. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go bullet club versus dudes with attitude. I think that that'll just, cause if I, if I look at uh, kind of everything else, Zack Sabre Jr. versus the uh, newest Blackpool Combat Club member. I think that that one has a has a potential for sure, but just because of the technical aspect of it, I don't think it'll be as exciting. I think on a such an exciting show, I think it'll just feel slower. Uh, and and I just I don't love the idea of all the 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 four ways at the top. Um, so I'm gonna go young. I'm gonna give it to the Young Bucks because I think that this is they're gonna be at home facing New Japan, uh, being back in the Bullet Club getting to see Shingo and uh, Hiromu uh, tagging with Sting and Darby and Sting somehow manages to surprise me every time he's in a match still. And um, yeah, I, I don't think that that's going to be the typical pick between the two with the two of you as well, but something about it is uh, it's screaming my name. It'll definitely be like a crazy fuck fast, just amazing spots for sure with um, the young bucks, Darby and Hiromu, and then some crazy action with Shingo. But uh I'm choosing one of the four ways. I'm going with the All Atlantic title. I think those those four guys will kind of they've got the most room to to show out because it's just kind of thrown together sloppily, and there's some there's some fun uh, fun chemistry in that match. So I'm, I'm liking to see it. I'm gonna go with a tag match with FTR, Great Okan, Cobb, and Rapongi Vice. I'm gonna guess that's one that's the best match. It's hard to say. I mean, I think there's it's going to be a good show. I think the buildup has been underwhelming for sure. They're at the mercy of all these injuries. They're also at the mercy of expectations that couldn't possibly be met. Um, one of the things that we talked about, and I think it did an article on the website about it too, um, just people's expectations were sky fucking high. And I really thought it was going to be CM Punk for Okada. And we kind of got close in theory, you know, but this thing got really snake bit um and the builds doesn't don't help either i think even something is and we talked about this in our message group last night they did a uh jay lethal promo backstage which is fine but you need to know who the fuck tanahashi is more yeah. like it just stuff like that like you gotta give him more time he didn't even have a video like there's been nothing bes- about why he's the A's besides, well, cause we said so that's some Vince shit right there. So this storyline just has been goofy for this. What they ha- yes, they've been snake bit, but like, good God, they did not put enough into why we should care. Um, and I think maybe they're just knowing that, okay, s- people who are really into wrestling fans like us are going to get this pay-per-view, but that's going to be the ultimate test of how this truly does. If like the buy rate is like, staggeringly low or it's like low like five hundred like fifty thousand buys like that could happen that seems very low but it could i'm i'm hopeful that it'll not be that low but you i just want to hit on what, what you just said with the jay lethal thing that's same thing with christian like it's the fact that they did this whole christian turning on jungle boy which has been 
going on for, you know, how long have we been expecting it? We were, you know, since before we, yeah, <laughs> since, before, <laughs> since before we saw them at WrestleMania uh, in the bar. And um, <laughs> that night you thought it was going to happen. <laughs> and, yeah. And that was, but that was an incredible promo, but it's overshadowed by the fact that there's a completely different pay-per-view that none of them are involved in going yeah. on on Sunday. And then on Wednesday, there's Blood and Guts, which is going to be a show that, I mean, last time they pretty much only had that match happen on Dynamite. Like there yeah. was maybe like one or two, like a couple, couple of small things that happened, but it was pretty much just that was the entire show. So it's weird that they felt the need to shoehorn that last week into this. Like they want, like they needed to throw the titles onto the Bullet Claw or to, onto the Young Bucks before, before this uh, pay per view, which isn't really necessary. And I think that it's overshadowing something that really is. I, that was one of the most memorable Christian promos that I can oh, think good of. God, that was I one mean, of the best that, his got, that was that was incredible, yeah. and it's just completely kind of going to be overlooked. I mean we're not even really going to probably talk about it other than right now, because next week's episode is going to be us reviewing more so about forbidden door than it is this past week of dynamite. Mm -hmm. Not that, not to not to sit here and pretend that they do everything to hear about how it's going to get uh, reviewed on the wrestling elitist podcast, but I do. Our numbers are big in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that they could, uh, they could definitely, have waited on stuff like that or the same thing with the Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh stuff. Like, just hold off. Give it a week or two. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on Forbidden Door and then come back to it. Yeah, I do wonder how what the buy rate is. And I do wonder what the casual... I hate saying casual fan because that just has so much toxicity to it right now. But uh, people who don't watch New Japan, are they? do they give a shit at all? Is this just painful or boring? Um do these guys match the hype? I don't know what, what those folks think. So, um, but I know it's going to be a good show and thankfully they don't have a mat or a show that has 14 matches. So they're not going to shoehorn stuff too much. At least there's a little bit of breathing room here. Um, so should be pretty damn good. Um, anything else you guys want to say before we wrap it up? Uh, all I have to know is, uh, Sean, are you going to bring that smoked Mac and cheese? Um, I could, I could, I could possibly do it. Yeah, I could, uh, I could plan else? on it. I don't even know what I'm going to make, so we could talk mm. offline, but no, people need to know smoked mac and cheese is delicious. Yeah. Why don't you just put a bunch of dairy in it? Huh? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, jeez, show up or you're not. We'll have all the dairy without you. Jeez. Yeah. Well, but if, if, <laughs> if my dear mother's listening to this podcast, which I know she is. You're ruining your surprise party that's happening before the show. (laughs) Oh, well. Okay, well, that's going to be it for this amazing bonus episode. Talking about Forbidden Dirt. We'll be back. Same wrestling elitist channel. Same wrestling elitist time. We'll talk about uh, the outcome of Forbidden Door and Dynamite and Rampage, which has some pretty cool matches actually on it on uh, Friday night. I'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to with uh, Cash and Jeff Cobb and then uh, Andrade and Phoenix. Phoenix. So that's going to be actually a great show too, surprisingly. So uh, looking forward to that. Okay, cool. So thank you for listening to the show. As always, please subscribe via iTunes or Spotify. Please visit our website, wrestlingelitist.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Wrestling Elitist Podcast. Rick Rude, take us home. Hit the music.